Love this podcast? Support this show through the ACAST supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give and there's no regular commitment. Just hit the link in the show description to support now. You have offended this podcast and you have offended the entire movie making community. We call him Baba Yaga. Boogeyman? Well, John wasn't exactly the boogeyman. He was the one you sent to kill the fucking boogeyman. And welcome once again to You Have Offended This Podcast, where we look at martial arts movies from all the times. My name is Mike McCarran. With me, as always, is the man you sent to kill the fucking boogeyman, Chad Lindsay. What's up, buddy? Hey, how's it going? <laughs> I'm good, man. I'm good. Wicked. Looking forward to this one. Yeah, this is such a awesome flick. So, yeah, let's go. It's a badass movie. I'm going to address the kind of elephant in the room right off the bat here because there might be some discussion amongst our, amongst our millions of listeners. Hey man, is this a martial arts movie? And I think I think it definitely falls into the martial arts movie category. What do you think? Oh, I I I say that it does. I think it's like a I I saw them talking about the style like the directors and stunt coordinators and they basically they they basically called this a martial art called gun fu so they're basically combining you know hand-to-hand combat and using guns so i 100 percent say that this is a martial arts film albeit possibly not the in the classic sense but uh yeah i put it in there for sure i think so too i was looking up the whole gun fu thing and going back to guys like john woo and movies like The Killer and things like oh, that, where yeah. you're using, you know, guns and martial arts sort of together, where you're not really using the firearm per se as it's supposed to technically, quote unquote, be used, but they're still using it. Did you know the term gun fu? I, I found this out today when I was looking this stuff up. The term gun fu was actually first used, as far as anybody can see, in this tabletop role playing game called Cyberpunk 2020 back in 1988. Really? I'd never heard it. Never heard it until this <laughs> film came out. So I, heard, I never surprise. heard of it. Until, right? Listen to this. I'm going to read you this because this is crazy. This is the definition of gun fu from the 88 tabletop role playing, basically Dungeons and Dragons game. But this is what they call gun fu. And tell me this doesn't apply word for word to, to John Wick. Ready? Gun fu. Completely geared around mastery of the handgun, this form makes a firearm truly an extension of the user. Students are only taught the basics of surviving a gunfight. Stay constantly moving. Fire till your opponent is dead, preferably from as close a distance as possible. Count your shots. When you're out, don't hesitate to find another weapon. Instead of taking the time to reload yours, the dead guy on the floor won't be needing his anymore, right? If you're hit, don't think about it till you're dead or your enemies are. Never panic, and above all, keep your opponent on the defensive. Once a student has learned the basics, the only way for him to advance in his art is through combat. So beginners don't stay beginners long. They're either killed or they become better. A master is a truly magnificent sight in a gun battle. Wow, yeah, that pretty much nails this film. (laughs) I know, right? I read that and I was like, holy shit, that's from 88. On the nosy. (laughs) On the nosy. Yeah. um, Yeah, that pretty much much sums it up here. Bang the shit on. Yeah. All right. John Wick. Original title of John Wick was actually not John Wick. It was a movie called Scorn. They changed the title from Scorn because apparently once Keanu Reeves signed on in uh, 2013, 
he was psyched about it, but he kept telling all his friends and people that he was doing a movie called John Wick because he liked the name so much. <laughs> so they changed the name of the movie to John Wick. Really? That. <laughs> well, it probably sounds yeah, a lot like that. Called Scorn. That Shannon Tweed soft corn porn film called A Woman Scorned. <laughs> Maybe they're like, ah, that sounds an awful lot like it. Like going into the back section at Blockbuster there and finding that Shane and Tweed Joan Severance section. Yes. <laughs> yes. Oh, man. All right. So this uh, this movie had a budget of between 25 and 30 million. Worldwide gross for this was $86 million. I have broken this down. Do you know Keanu Reeves only took a $2 million salary for this? I did not know that. Out of the budget of, of like thirty mil, yeah, he he apparently he's super known for taking like salary cuts to make get movies made and stuff. Well, it was fantastic. Oh yeah, well worth it. Well, I mean, think of this: the the he's got the Matrix, he's got Speed, he's got John Wick, like three massive franchises. I like how you listed it. Second one is Speed. <laughs> well, I I forgot about Speed. I should have put that first, but that was <laughs> shut up. Speed, the Matrix, oh, you, the fucking Matrix, and you remember Speed? Remember. <laughs> Remember Speed Remember, 3, that blockbuster amazing movie Speed 3? Remember when he said, cans, cans, ma'am. You only hit cans. So, yeah. <laughs> All right. I broke this movie down into five different sections so we can kind of go through it in some type of logical order. So the first chunk here, out of John Wick. John Wick's wife dies. Uh, she sends him a puppy named Daisy afterwards. John Wick drives around with the dog in his wicked-ass 1969 Mustang Mach 1. Wick runs into some Russians at a gas station, one of whom seems to like his car and tries to buy it. He refuses. They then break into his house at night, steal his car, and kill his dog. So it's kind of, it was, you know what? This movie friggin' kind of hits the heart, man, when she dies and then she sends him the dog. I gotta say, the thing that I was so impressed with when it comes to this film is how quickly it got the exposition out that we needed. And how good it was. So when you say it hits the heart, like you're 10 minutes into the film and you're already like, you're already into it. And at 20 minutes, at 20 minutes, he's already, you know, at the exact 20 minute mark, he's, he's got his new car and he's, he's on his way. So they do an incredible job at not rushing the story but giving a story that packs a lot of emotion. And that's what I think is one of the best things about this film is it jumps right into the action, but it doesn't skip and skimp on story. No. And it, it does a really good job. Like I'm when he's opening the dog cage and reading the letter, I'm legit crying. I was legitimately crying because it, it's super sad and it really pulls you into that relationship he had and how much he obviously loved his wife and she got him out of the whole business. And then she's getting him this dog and it really binds you to him and the dog and makes it really that link there super important so that when it's broken, yeah, he sort of has carte blanche to do whatever the fuck to get back at those dudes and whoever was in his way. Like you just write it off because you're cool because they fucked, they killed his dog. Yeah, like, oh, well, yeah, of course. Yeah, that's the thing. Like even that not so great movie Independence Day. I remember my brother and I, when we saw that, that stupid scene where the dog jumps out of the exploding tunnel and lives. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And I, yeah, yeah, yeah. Ryan and I are in the theater. We're both like, yeah! The dog is <laughs> yeah. 
Yeah, we were we <laughs> yeah, were the dog would have had a singed ass faux show. Yeah, we were stoked that the dog lived. So yeah, I I totally got behind his severe ass kickings. Oh yeah. Yeah, and like you said, they they don't skimp on it, but they get everything in that they need to, and they establish that there's something about John Wick with the gas station thing when he sees the Russians there, and the guy says in Russian, I forget what he says, I, I had subtitles turned off, but he says something about, you know, everything has a price, bitch. Mm. And John Wick in Russian says back to him, not this thing, bitch, or whatever he says. Yeah. Um, so you know, like, okay, something, something's going on with this dude. <laughs> something's badass. They really do a good job there. Of of establishing this, they don't cut anything out. And when the guys break into his house, they they catch him off guard, obviously. Yeah, they catch him off guard, which is, you know, the only time that John Wick doesn't see it coming. Because he's not that person anymore, which is kind of cool, but he instantly transforms into it. And the thing that I really, really liked is, you know, the the scene of him burying the dog, which is, you know, the old John Wick. And then in the next scene, he's digging up you know, his guns and his fucking super coins and, you know, his yep. like Mario Brothers <laughs> coins that take him into this yeah. world. So, and I mean, and and from that moment, once he digs it up, he's, you know, he's the old John Wick. The, he's the John Wick again. John Wick. That's so great. So, and he takes the dog's necklace or collar and puts it next to his wife's neck, his wife's wrist thing or bracelet, whatever it is. And the, the great, the, yeah. Anyway, I'll get into the next. That's the first little chunk there. So the part second here. Yosef takes the car to Aurelio's to get a new uh, VIN. Aurelio recognizes the car and refuses the job. He punches Yosef. Uh, John then comes in and learns that Yosef is the son of Vigo Tarasov. And Aurelio tells Vigo then about Yosef's actions. And Vigo tells Yosef that John Wick in his meeting at the clubhouse or at the, the hideout or whatever, that John Wick is a nightmare. He's the Baba Yaga. Vigo explains... Uh, personally about the impossible task that he gave him and that John Wick or John will come for you. Vigo tries to call John, but to no avail. And then Vigo sends a team of hitmen to John's house. Wick kills them all and then uses the dinner reservation to clean up. Everything about that was incredible. Again, they're yep. moving at the speed of light here. Mm-hmm. They They set it up so well. And the way that... He is telling his son, because again, we we talked about it before. I, I hate when exposition says, and as you know, John Wick is a bad <laughs> like he wouldn't say he wouldn't say that, but his son doesn't have any idea who John Wick is. Um no. which as subsequent movies go on, it's it's like not knowing who Jesus is. But anyway, um his son has no <laughs> idea who John Wick True is. <laughs> and and then uh, he explains it to him. He sets it up. He, I killed him with. He killed him with the fucking pencil. You know, yeah. there's nothing you can do about it. Like, there's a lot of really good ways that they kind of set it up because we seen him kick the shit out of everybody in the house. And uh, you know, you know, you like it's 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 awesome. Like, it's a, it's a it's great so setup. And we're still early in the movie. We're basically just you know into Act One, and they've already kind of built this little world, set up a great character, set up some really good motivation. You know, we're rooting for the guy. We fucking yep. hate the son. We hate yep. the son and the father's just, the father's just like, uh, you, you, you will do nothing because you cannot do nothing because you are a fucking child. And you're like, yeah, yeah, right. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Cuss him, cuss the bitch, cut your, cut your bitchy ass son. Like I'm, I'm like so into that. 
And like, and it was even, so great. Even, even the subsequent people, like Dean Winter, like he is such a good actor. He plays Dennis Duffy on Thirty Rock. He does comedy. He's in the very great yes. YouTube Red series Wayne. He's even funny in those goddamn insurance commercials. I love watching. He's him. great in those. He's great. He's great in those. Of course, he was in Oz. So I mean, he's just he's just awesome. He's a great actor. He is a fucking tiny role in this which is unfortunate but it's good that even the tiny roles they've got solid actors to kind of build this out and it's a world that you know i believed and it gets a little crazier and crazier as it goes but it really does yes. a great job at kind of building that world and bringing you into it and keeping it you know the ability to suspend your disbelief and 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 really just get behind it and enjoy it absolutely and like you said i like even dean winters in that small role he's funny and he kind of plays, he's almost like us in the background because, you know, uh, Vigo punches Yosef and he's like, Jesus, calm down, like relax. And yeah, every yeah, time he yeah. speaks Russian, he's like, English, Vigo, English, please, man, yeah. come on. Look. <laughs> yeah, he's, um, he's, yeah, he's rooting for us. He's he's, he's yeah. kind of, you know, he's he's seeing the, the, the film through our eyes, our eyes as well. So I, I, I think, yeah, he did a good job. I liked, I liked him in it. Yeah. And this is, this is another one of those, you know, like after we go to Aurelio's, which is another small part, right? John Leguizamo is Aurelio. He's great. Yeah. And he's, he's got a small role, but they used him who is uh, obviously a fantastic actor in, yep. you know, a relatively small role in the film, but he did the fantastic job when he calls him up and he's like, <clears throat> Aurelio speaking. I heard you struck my son. Yes, sir, I did. Yeah, may I ask why? Yeah, well, because he stole John Wick's car, sir, and uh, killed his dog. Oh. And he just hangs up like, you know, like that just... It was such a cool scene because he's just like, oh, yeah. Okay. Because well. <laughs> normally he would just like, you know, stomp him into the ground, right? Normally, you know, if you strike the oh, mom, be a stain, mom, yeah. Son, yeah, you're nothing but that little mustache laying in the middle of the road. And uh, <laughs> he, does, he just legit is just like, oh, yeah. Fuck. Okay. All right. Duly noted. <laughs> yeah. But there's there's a turn there too when Yosef comes in with his two buddies, the two other gangsters, and when Aurelio recognizes that it's Wick's car, and he says, "Where'd you get that car? Where'd you get that car? I asked you where the hell did you get it? Who gives a shit? All right, get out of here. Just get out of my shop. Get out right now. You just lose your shit, Aurelio, because we own you." Wait, what did you say? What did you say to me? We own you. You don't own me, punk. I work with your father, all right? The owner of the car. Did you, did you kill him or what? No. You sure as hell fucked up his dog. <laughs> you fucked up his dog. That's what you did. You yeah. fucked up his dog. Yeah. All, that's crazy <laughs> shit, man. <laughs> oh, look at you. It's great. You're going to come into my shop and you're going to pull a gun on me. That's great, man. Come on. Now, you, you kill me right now. Would you get the fuck out of my shop? 
fucking great. Like he just knows, well, look, your dad's going to kill me anyway. Yeah. So first of all, fuck you. And did you kill him? Cause you better have. Hey, and thank you for listening to this teaser episode of the podcast. Full episodes can be found at patreon.com slash you have offended this podcast. We do at least four episodes a month. Everyone gets one free. The other three are like this one, a teaser with the full show available with a subscription. Now there's five levels of subscription to choose from to suit any budget with the lowest being just five bucks per month. That's less than a rabbit harness leech thing on Amazon. I mean, what are you going to do with that? It's nice. I mean, don't get me don't get me wrong, but think about it. You can walk your rabbit safely or you can get over 6 hours of original entertainment to make your workout or commute or life better. Plus, access to all the past seasons, each season being 21 episodes. Patrons also get to be a part of the Dojo crew. You become a producer of the show. And the best part is you don't have to do any of the hours of work it takes to create an awesome show every week. You just reap the benefits. It's awesome. So head on over to patreon.com slash you have offended this podcast and become a patron. You'll have our eternal gratitude and the satisfaction of literally being a producer of the media you find most appealing. Thank you so much. We'll see you inside the dojo.